November 2nd. Our reading in Scripture today from the New Testament will be from the book of Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1 through 16, where it talks about His rest. Three different rests are in view that we will read about here. God's Sabbath rest after creation, Israel's rest of victory in Canaan, and the believer's rest of faith today. Israel was delivered from Egypt, but a whole generation failed to enter Canaan and claim their uh, promised inheritance. Why? Because of their unbelief. Let us fear. And we'll read about His sight. God sees the heart and uses His sword to help us see our true spiritual condition. Spend time daily reading the Word and meditating on it, always applying its truths to your heart. One day, you will give account to God of what you have done with His Word, so be faithful. And we'll read about His throne. You see, you cannot claim your inheritance in your own power or wisdom, but you have a great high priest who can give you the mercy and the grace you need just when you need them. He lives to intercede for you and to help you do His will. And now let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. November 2nd, Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1 through 16. God's promise of entering His place of rest still stands. So we ought to tremble with fear that some of you might fail to get there. For this good news that God has prepared a place of rest has been announced to us just as it was to them. But it did them no good because they didn't believe what God told them. For only we who believe can enter His place of rest. As for those who didn't believe, God said, In my anger I made a vow. They will never enter my place of rest, even though His place of rest has been ready since He made the world. We know it is ready because the Scriptures mention the seventh day, saying, On the seventh day God rested from all His work. But in the other passage God said, They will never enter My place of rest. So God's rest is there for people to enter. But those who formerly heard the good news failed to enter because they disobeyed God. So God set another time for entering His place of rest. And that time is today. God announced through this David a long time later in the words already quoted, Today you must listen to his voice. Don't harden your hearts against him. This new place of rest was not the land of Canaan where Joshua led them. If it had been, God would not have spoken later about another day of rest. So there is a special rest still waiting for the people of God. For all who enter into God's rest will find rest from their labors, just as God rested after creating the world. Let us do our best to enter that place of rest. For anyone who disobeys God, as the people of Israel did, will fall. For the Word of God is full of living power. It is sharper than the sharpest knife, cutting deep into our innermost thoughts and desires. It exposes us for what we really are. Nothing in all creation can hide from Him. Everything is naked and exposed before His eyes. This is the God to whom we must explain all that we have done. That is why we have a great high priest who has gone to heaven, 
Jesus, the Son of God. Let us cling to Him and never stop trusting Him. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same temptations we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive His mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it. We are ambassadors. How can it... How can it be? How can it be? It would have been an astounding measure of grace if He just sent us to hell for a while. But He's kept us out completely. It would have been an astounding measure of grace. An astounding measure. If He would have put us someplace neutral where no place could be found for us and just left us there for an eternity that would have been grace in light of our sin it would have been inconceivable that he would set us on the same level with angels and make us servants in his court but he has made us sons and if that were not enough Ambassadors, ambassadors of Christ, not of the law, not of the letter, but of his own dear son, ambassadors of Christ. There's such majesty in that. There's such beauty, and yet there is a beauty that is so sharp that it kills the preacher. It has the power to disintegrate his mind and shatter his heart in a million pieces. Oh, brethren, you don't need much. You only need an exalted, a greater, a wider, a higher, a deeper view of Christ. The people of God around the world today, they don't need strategies. They don't need the wisdom of men. They don't need clever ideas. They only need to see Christ. And that is the burden, that is the terror, the pain, and the beauty of the preacher. Brethren, we are not men of the people. And although we must love them and walk among them, we are primarily men of God. And it is our primary task to be in His courts. To be in His courts. To be on his doorstep and to say nothing I've had up till now is enough. I must have more of Christ. And then to look out over God's people and see them hungry and with so little power and so wayward and so distracted and cry out, Oh God, am I not a preacher? Am I not a preacher? Then consume my heart with Christ, that I might stand before your people. And in the word I proclaim, they have a greater vision of Him. And in seeing Christ, it is enough. It is enough.
Psalm 104, verses 24 through 35. Psalm 104 praises God for His fullness as Creator. Psalm 105 for His faithfulness as Redeemer. And Psalm 106 for His forgiveness as Savior of His people. And of course, we'll be reading through each of these Psalms as the days progress here on the One Year Bible on Radio. How easy it is to take for granted the world that God created. We see the blemishes, but not the blessings. And we forget what kind of world God gave us. It is a place of greatness. Not the greatness of man, but the greatness of God. The psalmist compared creation to the building of a house. Laying the foundation, putting up the beams, hanging the curtains, and taking care of the water system. Only a great and wise God could make this kind of world. And it's a place of goodness. He provides life, water, food, and homes for man and beast, and also the birds and He sees to it they are cared for. Everything in creation is God's gift to us to enjoy. And our world is a place of gladness. God rejoices over creation, and we should be glad in the Lord. Creation is a window through which we see God, not a mirror in which we see ourselves. And the more we see Him, the happier we should be. Only this will make us good stewards of God's creation. Psalm 104, verses 24 through 35. O Lord, what a variety of things you have made! In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Here is the ocean, vast and wide, teeming with life of every kind, both great and small. See the ships sailing along? And Leviathan, which you made to play in the sea. Every one of these depends on you, to give them their food as they need it. When you supply it, they gather it. You open your hand to feed them, and they are satisfied. But if you turn away from them, they panic. When you take away their breath, they die and turn again to dust. When you send your spirit, new life is born to replenish all the living of the earth. May the glory of the Lord last forever. The Lord rejoices in all He has made. The earth trembles at His glance. The mountains burst into flame at His touch. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will praise my God to my last breath. May He be pleased by all these thoughts about Him. For I rejoice in the Lord. Let all sinners vanish from the face of the earth. Let the wicked disappear forever. As for me, I will praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 26, verse 27. If you set a trap for others, you will get caught in it yourself. If you roll a boulder down on others, it will roll back and crush you.